Hey everyone, Ali Ashraf here from Acepreneur Media. We're starting off our first ever podcast. This is the first episode and I'm really excited to start. I know you guys have been waiting for a long time and um, yeah, let's get started. So for the first topic, I thought we'd start off with something that's really important for any level, whether you're just starting out in entrepreneurship or anything else in life for that matter whether you're a student or an entrepreneur, a business owner, whether you work a nine-to-five job, it doesn't matter. For any realm of life, whether it's professional, academic, business, religious, social, this topic that we're going to discuss is critical in your self-development. And that's the topic of self-awareness. Now, the word self-awareness comes from the Greek aphorism, which means know thyself. And it's made its way into Western psychology, and it's been studied for hundreds of years by philosophers and psychologists for the last one century. Um, and then basically in this podcast, what I want to discuss is what is self-awareness and how it can be beneficial for us in every aspect of our lives. Um, and it's often one of those things that we don't take too seriously because we think, oh, self-awareness means you just need to know who you are and uh, what you want. Um, that's only 1% of the answer. Um, To be able to understand what self-awareness is and how you can benefit from it in making money, in living your highest, most refined potential as a human being, as a professional, and as an entrepreneur, you need to understand it from A to Z and need to understand how you can apply it in your life successfully. Believe you me, when I started writing 15 years ago, Um, I was writing on Facebook, I was writing blogs, I was writing articles, but I never got paid a single dime for what I did. I was always talented. You know, um, being born and raised in Canada um, 15, 20 years ago, there weren't a lot of immigrants in Canada as they are right now. I would say 80% of the people I dealt with at school or in daily life were were white people. Um, So immigrants weren't there. And you know, at the same time, people assume that just because you come from a immigrant background, um, you are not good at English or expressing yourself or writing for that matter. But surprisingly, um, people started to notice my talent in self-expression and writing from a really young age, from my teachers to my colleagues to when I started a nine-to-five job, my bosses, my supervisors, everybody started noticing that I have a unique talent when it comes to expressing myself through the power of words. And alhamdulillah, that, that really benefited me in my career in every aspect of my life. And honestly, it all came down to self-awareness. Now, when my mother was alive, may God bless her soul, when she was alive, um, she always saw that talent in me and she always motivated me and always inspired me to do my best. Um, And a lot of my self-awareness came through my mother in my earlier years, right? Um, So when I started writing, I initially started writing just blogs and articles and just Facebook posts and but it wasn't benefiting me in a sense where it wasn't really getting me anywhere. You know, I did that for a number of years. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just my time on a piece of paper that other people are reading. My time is my currency. Um, and yet, in exchange for that currency, I'm not really benefiting in any way. 
Uh, I'm not gaining a following. I'm not gaining um, any kind of recognition. I'm not gaining any kind of monetary benefit. You see? So at the end of the day, being able to do something with your talents and skills in this world, whether it's in terms of monetary benefits or recognition or branding yourself or being recognized, those things are really important if you want to excel in your professional or business lives. I know it sounds a bit um, superficial, but that's the reality of the world, isn't it? It is the reality of the world. If you want to be recognized, you have to prove yourself uh, in every aspect of your of your being, you know. And unfortunately, unfortunately, this world only recognizes success. And with success comes monetary value, financial success. So. If you want people to take you seriously, you're going to have to master the art of developing yourself to an extent where you are not just benefiting people through your art or your talent, but you're also benefiting yourself and society. Because the other day I was discussing with my group that money is a tool, you know, it's a resource. And like any resource, it only benefits you if it benefits other people, right? So same way, your time is your biggest resource and your time will only benefit you if it's benefiting those around you. And by that, I mean your loved ones, your family, your society, you know, people who share this world with you. Your time will only benefit you if it benefits them as well. And how you make the best use of your time is through self-awareness. Because if you're self-aware, you will know what your strengths and your weaknesses are and how you can best your li- best live your life to the most highest refined version of your true self right so basically i'm going to go over a cer- certain things that are connected to self awareness right so for example the world famous psychologist daniel goleman proposed a popular de- definition of self awareness in his best selling book emotional intelligence and I've read that book and honestly changed my life. It's a book by Daniel Goleman. He's a world-famous psychologist. It's called Emotional Intelligence. And basically what he discusses is that the ability to monitor our inner world, our thoughts and emotions, is what self-awareness is. right? And it's important to recognize that self-awareness is not only about what we notice about ourselves, but also how we notice and monitor our inner world and how we react to that. Right. So, for example, have you ever held, have you ever had any kind of judgment towards yourself regarding the thoughts or experiences that you have? Right. If if so, then you're not alone. Right. And there is a time uh, to work towards a non-judgmental reflection of yourself. Right. Um, it's of course easier said than done. If non-judgmental quality is an essential component to self-awareness. How do we work towards that, right? So as we notice what's happening inside us, we can acknowledge and accept them as the inevitable part of human being rather than giving ourselves a hard time about it, right? So if you ever, for example, if you ever said to yourself, I should have, I should or I shouldn't have ever done it. I mean, we always come across this instances in our lives where we say, you know what? I wish I didn't do that. I wish I did do that, right? Then basically that's 
what I mean by this, right? So next time you are judging something you said or you did, consider this question. Is what I experienced also a chance to learn and grow? Have other human beings possibly made a similar mistake and learned from it as well? Right? So when you ask yourself that question, what you're doing essentially is that you're going beyond accumulating. You are going beyond accumulating knowledge about our, about yourself. Right? You're paying attention to your inner state with a beginner's mind and an open heart. Right? Because our mind is extremely skillful. Our mind is extremely skillful at storing information about how we react to a certain event. And it forms a blueprint of our emotional life. Right? And this information often ends up conditioning our mind. And it reacts in a way um, where it could be detrimental to our failure or success in life. Right? So self-awareness allows us to be conscious of this conditioning. And it transforms how we move forward in our life in every scenario, right? So does self-awareness matter? It's the key to emotional intelligence. Of course it matters, right? For example, if you want to go out for shoe shopping, you want to go out for shoe shopping and you have no idea what your shoe size is. So you go to the mall, you go to a dozen stores, you spend $1,000. You come back with five or six different pairs of shoes, but none of them fit you. None of those shoes fit you. So now what happened? You wasted time, you wasted money, you wasted energy, and you've ended up with five or six different pairs of shoes that don't even fit you. So same example goes for life in general, goes for business in general. A lot of people ask me, how did you get into copywriting? How did you get, you know, build a five-figure, six-figure business with copywriting um, at a time when I was making really good money? Just about five, six years ago, I was working a nine-to-five job in supply chain management. I was making 75, 80K a year, stock share options in the company, four weeks benefit, vacation pay, you know, um, benefits, everything included. Why did I leave such a lucrative job? And I was at that job for five, six years. Um, But I left that because I knew my inner world through self-awareness. I knew that this job won't fit me like a shoe for the rest of my life. I need to get a shoe that fits me for the rest of my life. That will not go out of style. That will not be broken down. That will not get torn And that's where the idea started to come into my mind that, hey, I'm already good at what I do in terms of writing and expressing myself, something that's been recognized through my school days since I was seven, eight years of age, all the way up to my nine to five lifestyle, where my managers and my directors literally were coming up to my desk and saying, hey, Ellie, could you proofread this report for us? Could you please rewrite this document for us? And keep in mind, these were directors and managers who had MBAs and PhDs. These were people who weren't even immigrants. They were born and raised Canadians, white people. And yet they were asking a young old me for advice. This is where the ball dropped for me. Um, And I realized that I have a unique talent that I can make a business out of. So where is this coming from? It's coming from self-awareness, right? So a lot of times... You will have moments in your life where you'll think, 
I don't know what I'm good at. What can I do with my life in terms of my profession, my career, my goals, my dreams, or business? What do I do? I've tried this. I've tried this. It doesn't work. And the answer to that is you need to be self-aware in terms of your strength and your weaknesses. And you will never know what your strength or your weaknesses are, right? For example, if you are passionate about playing football or soccer, as many people refer to it, if you're passionate about football or soccer, you know you're passionate about it. You know this is what you want to do. But then again, that's just a generalized blanket term. Football or soccer is more about loving the game. It's about training and skills and, and developing and harnessing your abilities, agility, speed, reflex, right? And on top of that, it's also about what position you're going to play. So just because a, you know, a world-renowned footballer who plays for, let's say, uh, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, he plays for Juventus, you know, he plays as a striker. So, for example, a striker like him who's got tons of goals in international football, who's a world-renowned soccer player, who's been decorated as one of the phenomenal sports athletes of our time, just because he's great as a striker or in the forward position doesn't mean he'll be a great goalkeeper, doesn't mean that he'll be a great defender, even though it's the same game. It's the same game that he loves and he's played it for 20, 25 years of his life. But it doesn't mean that he'll be good at a different position. So see, this is where self-awareness comes in. Sometimes you might think you love something, but you won't know unless you go out and try it. You will not know if you're a good defender or a goalkeeper or a striker if you keep sitting on the bench. You need to know your, your, your strengths and your weaknesses to start off. And on top of that, there's so many strengths and weaknesses you learn along the way as you're playing the game. right? So sometimes you might think, I think my strength is goalkeeping. I'm really passionate about goal goalkeeping. But maybe after a couple of months of playing soccer, you'll realize that, no, I think my strengths are more defending or forward, you know, center forward or striking. You'll learn that as you go, and that's that's the story of life, isn't it? No matter what you do, academia, you know, business, anything you're doing in life, you won't know unless you walk the walk. So a lot of times people are always stuck in this whole bubble of self-awareness, and that's why they never, never really attain their truest, most highest self. They never realize what are the potentials they have? And keep in mind, this life is all you have. Yes, you could be Muslim, you could be Christian, you could be Jew, a Jew, you could be a Hindu. Whatever your religious beliefs are, whether you believe in the afterlife or not, at the end of the day, we do know that as far as this world goes, as far as this terrestrial, earthly life goes, it's all we have. We're never going to get it back again, ever. So your time on this planet is the most valuable currency you have. You know, since the day you're born, when you're born in a hospital, right? Um, since the day you're born, your money, your bank balance goes up and down. Your health goes up and down. Some days you're sick, some days you're healthy. Some days you make a lot of money, some days you lose money. Sometimes you, your bank balance is zero. Sometimes your bank balance is $10,000. 
Sometimes you lose respect. Sometimes you gain respect. But the one thing that always keeps going down and down is your time. So money comes and goes up and down. Health comes and goes up and down. Everything comes and goes. But your time is one thing that keeps decreasing since the day you're born. Since the day you're born and you start crying in that hospital bed, you're already dying because you're moving towards your death with every single tear and every single minute. So your time is decreasing. And self-awareness is directly connected to your time. The more you take longer to be fully self-aware of who you are, you know, the environment you're in, your strengths, your weaknesses, what defines you, what makes you, what you stand for, who you are, what your belief systems are, as long as you fail to do that, you may succeed. You may succeed in your business or your career, but you will never succeed on a level that you could have truly potentially attained had you been self-aware. Right? So basically, when I started becoming self-aware as a person, as a human being, my productivity, my robustness, my effectiveness as an individual, as a person, as a son, as a husband, as a brother, as a businessman, as an entrepreneur, all those things started to improve drastically. Right? Because self-aware, I gave you the shoe example earlier. Apart from the shoe example, think about this example. You know, when you're in your car and you're going somewhere, you need a GPS, right? If, especially if you're going somewhere where you don't, you've never been before. Let's say you're going to a different city. Okay? Let's say you're going from London to Manchester. And if you've never, you've never been to Manchester before, you want to go to a certain address in Manchester to somebody's house, but you've never been there before. It's your first time right? So you're going to put on the GPS. Now, if your GPS, if your GPS doesn't tell you instructions turn by turn, road by road, signal by signal, if it only tells you instructions after every, let's say, five miles, you will get lost, won't you? Right? You will get lost. Because you you are traveling on this route for the first time. You need step-by-step direction. So same thing with life. Everybody's living life for the first time. Just, just the way you're going from London to Manchester for the first time, you are living life for the first time. Nobody said that they're living a third or fourth life. Anybody who says that is crazy. Everybody is living this life for the first time. We are moving. We are all moving on the same road for the first time, towards a destiny, a destination, a fate. Now, what that fate or destiny is, is defined by you, by your efforts in life, by God's mercy, his help, by your surroundings, by the society you're in, the environment you're in, by the people you interact with, by the losses and and, and the strife and the pains and the agonies and the pitfalls you suffer and the successes and the triumphs and the, and the good news and the happiness and the joys that you that you accomplish in life. But all of that stems through self-awareness. Right? If you don't want to get stuck on the road of life, you need a GPS that's telling you step-by-step directions. And that GPS is your inbuilt self-awareness. It works like a compass. Right? So some of the ways 
you can cultivate self-awareness, right? I'll tell you five ways that I've practiced myself personally. And the more I practice them, the more I refine them, the more perfect and flawless I become in being able to master and practice them every day of my life. Number one, create some space for yourself. Creating personal space. So, for example, when you are in a dark room with no windows, it's completely dark, for example. It's difficult to see anything, right? It's pitch black. But the space you create for yourself in that dark room could be a crack on the wall or a small opening in the door, allowing the light to come through. And just that little bit of light, that little bit of light from that cracked wall or a little bit of opening from the door, that little bit of light in this whole big dark room, that little bit of light is sometimes all you need to see clearly, right? Sometimes just a little bit of light is enough for you to make out, okay, so I see that's the bed, I see that's the table, that's the chair. Even though it's just a little bit of light, but you're able to see everything clearly. And you're not, you're not going to stumble anymore. You're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to bump into anything. So leave yourself some time and space every day. I do that first thing in the morning or half an hour before sleeping at night. I put away all my digital distractions, my phone, my laptop, my computer. Um, and if I'm having trouble sleeping, then I just pick a good book or I write or I meditate, right? After Isha, especially when I'm performing Isha prayers at night, um, I'd give myself some time where I'm completely disconnected from everything else in my life. I don't think about money. I don't think about business. I don't think about clients. I don't think about family. I don't think about anything. I give my mind that space so that that crack of light enters my mind. And trust me, it's the most soothing, soothing feeling in the world, right? Number two, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is the key to self-awareness, right? There's a famous psychologist. His name is John Kabat-Zinn. He defines mindfulness as paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Let me repeat that again. Keep in mind, this man is a psychologist, and this is what he defines mindfulness as. Paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Right? So practicing mindfulness in that manner is crucial. Through practicing mindfulness, you'll be more present with yourself so that you can be there to observe what's going on inside and around you. It's not about sitting across, you know, sitting cross-legged or suppressing your thoughts. It's not about that. It's about paying attention to your inner state as they arise because your inner state is always going to be changing as a human being. You know, this life is not easy. There's going to be ups and downs. Your inner state is going to keep changing. Just the way your iman, your faith changes up and down all through your life, it's a struggle. It's a roller coaster. Same thing with your inner state. Your faith, your belief, your peace, your inner sense of sanctity, all those things will keep changing up and down your entire life. So you need to pay attention to your inner state as it arises, changes, alters. And you can practice mindfulness at any time you want. 
You can do it by mindful listening, mindful eating, mindful walking, right? And that's what, when we fast, when Muslims fast in Ramadan, that's what mindfulness is, isn't it? It's, it's teaching you how to listen, how to be mindful in terms of eating, how to walk, how to bathe, how to, how to be with your wife, how not to be with your wife, how to, to talk to other people, how to suppress anger. It's teaching you mindfulness. So try to practice that mindfulness from a contemporary point of view as well, apart from the religious aspect, but try to bring that in your every daily routine. You know, um, This way, you'll be able to better have control over yourself. And that's where self-awareness will have a better chance at entering every aspect of your life without any struggles. Number three, keep a journal. Now, I, I do this a lot. I keep a journal on my computer. I have a physical journal um, in a notebook, and I have a journal on my on my phone as well, right? Keeping a journal is not only about just you know keeping yourself in line in terms of daily happenings or what's going on in your life or your personal thoughts, but it helps us process our thoughts and makes us feel connected and at peace with ourselves. You know, writing can also create more headspace as you let your thoughts flow out onto paper. Believe you me. There's so many thoughts in our minds that are stuck sometimes, and there's no outlet. So writing your thoughts in a journal will create more space because you're letting those thoughts flow out onto paper. And in fact, psychologists and psychiatrists, research, behavior analysts, researchers, they've done studies that show writing down things we are grateful for, even things we are struggling with, helps increase happiness and satisfaction. Can you believe that? You can also use the journal to record your inner state. So try this at home. Choose half a day on a weekend, for example. Pay close attention to your inner world, what you are feeling, what you are saying to yourself, and make a note of what you observe every hour. Trust me, you'll be surprised the things you'll write down on paper. They'll surprise you. Right? Number four, practice being a good listener. Listening is not the same as hearing. You know, I could be... Hearing noise on the street, dogs and cats barking on the street, but I could be listening to this podcast carefully. You see, there's a difference. Listening is about being present and paying attention to other people's emotions, body movement, and language. It is about showing empathy and understanding without constantly evaluating or judging. When you become a good listener, trust me, guys, you will also be better at listening at your own inner voice. And you'll become your own best friend. Practice listening. And that's what I tell all my writing coaching students as well. I do a writing mentorship program. Alhamdulillah, I've been doing it for the last five years, as you know. Um, and I teach my students not just copywriting, content writing, authorship, blogging. None of that stuff is good unless you are a good listener. Listening skills is critical and important as well. Because it's a two-way communication. The art of communication is not just sending the message, but also being able to receive and decode the message. Number five, gaining different perspectives. And this is the most important. Often at times due to our ego or pride, we tend to be defensive and we don't like hearing other people's criticism. We don't like hearing other people's feedback, whether they're your, your clients or your work colleagues or your neighbor, your friends, family. We all go through times in our life where sometimes we don't want to hear feedback. It, it, it hurts our ego. 
right? Sometimes we can be too afraid to ask what others think of us. Yeah. And sometimes the feed my, feedback, yes, it, sometimes the feedback from others may be biased. It could even be dishonest. But you will be able to differentiate between dishonest, biased, and true, sincere feedback from real, genuine, and balanced feedback as you learn more about yourself and others. Do you understand? Your capacity, your screening process, and your ability to dissect and differentiate between dishonest feedback and honest feedback will improve because you are open to hearing other people's perspectives. And in fact, research has shown that conducting a 360-degree feedback in any workplace or business scenario is a useful tool to improving, improving your self-awareness. So never ever take feedback for granted. Always remember, we all have blind spots. So it's always helpful to gain a different perspective to see a fuller picture of ourselves. Self-awareness is the most fundamental issue in psychology from a developmental point of view, from a self-awareness point of view, self-improvement self point of view, productivity point of view. And I hope this podcast was of some benefit to you guys. Start applying the strategies, the five major points I discussed for self-awareness in your daily life, if you're not already. And believe me, you will start to see things are become, will become so much more clearer, crisper, distinct, and easier to embrace in your professional, business, academic, religious, personal lives. And when you start to do that, you'll start to understand your strengths and weaknesses. Believe me, that's the first step. And when you start to understand your strengths and weaknesses, this whole confusion of why you're struggling in business or your career or your profession, why you're not making 5K, 6K, 10K a month in your business, why you're losing clients, why you're not able to close clients, why you're losing clients to your competition, these things will start to become easier to understand and effective in terms of making them go your way. Assalamu alaikum.